Like twin sons on a womp rat's tail, welcome back to the Tumbling Saber podcast, everybody. I'm Kyle. I'm Corey. And I'm Carlos. Do you do you feel like me guys where this this week, this month has been a hell of a year? This, Are you having that feeling? This this week has been the longest year of my life. <laughs> it's been one of those. <laughs> well, you know, like the first week back from vacation is always tougher, but this week has been extra rough. Man, like everything that could go wrong has gone wrong. (laughs) It's been crazy, but a little relief. We get to talk about Star Wars for a little bit here. So that's always fun to to throw some dirt or toss some salt in the eyes of of the old troubles. But how are we doing? Carlos, what's up, man? Hey, uh, listen, uh, things are, uh, I don't know. I feel attacked right now. Like, well... (laughs) How am I doing, man? I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm surviving. Uh, yeah, things are getting a little bit better. I think I'm starting to see a little bit of a light at the end of the tunnel here. And, um, uh, kids are supposedly going back to school on Monday, uh, for in school learning as opposed to in home learning, which is going to take a huge, huge burden off my shoulders. Uh, so that's, yeah, Absolutely. that's going to be nice. Yeah, that's going to be nice. And uh, curfew's uh, gone away as well, which really doesn't make that much of a difference to me. Like, if you were gigging, it would. Yeah, for sure. But the the places I'd be gigging are still closed. So yes, like yeah. the cur- I I should be up in arms about curfew because there's no evidence that they make a difference. But I'm like, whatever. I'm not going it, out it, anyway. It, it, <laughs> exactly. It also makes zero difference in your day-to-day life. Zero. Absolutely zero. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah. But even last year, I mean, and it was eight o'clock, man. Last year was eight o'clock. That was tough. And, and even then was, I was like, I'm home anyway. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm <laughs> yeah, like, I'm, exactly. I'm not going anywhere. And, you know, I, I circumvented a little bit of the rules. Uh, with uh, who I was seeing during that time and stuff, but whatever, man. I'm still alive. Everybody's still alive. We'll suck a lemon. Yeah. Get bent, COVID. <laughs> so sick of that word. Oh, I hate that word. I hate it. Ugh, it's the damn flu. It's just the flu. It's over. Let's, 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 call it a flu. let's move on beyond this. Jesus Christ. Yeah, this Sorry, recent guys. wave, this is the first time where I've, I've actually known like a lot of people around me that like have gotten it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and everybody's fine. It's a damn cold. Let's get over it. Yeah, it seems that way. I do know somebody who uh, got the, got the OG. Well, got, no, not the OG, but they got they got Delta, and they are not doing so well. <laughs> yeah, no, Delta is a bit of a Delta is a kick in the teeth for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if you go yeah. in naked against it, well, it's it's a little rougher, and so that, you learn the yeah. hard way. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. How you doing, everybody? Corey, what's up, man? How's your week been? Uh, yeah, not too bad. I mean, I don't want to really second that all that negativity that you just said about the, this new year. But yeah, <laughs> work, work, work's been. Uh, we're working it out here, Corey. We're getting the, you know, we're getting the stress yeah, and the anxiety out. Yeah, I guess. But uh, yeah, everything's looking on the up and up. You know, I mean, work sucks, but uh, other than that, like I said, yeah, we're here, man. That's a, that's a great, great thing. Absolutely. So uh, have we done anything interesting in the last week, geek-related? I'll even let you say geek-related because it can't always be Star Wars. Corey, have you done anything of note? Anything at all? Let's see. 
I watched the book of Boba Fett twice. Mm. <laughs> That's, uh, helpful. That. That's helpful. That's uh, helpful. What did I do? I watched Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. Was, was... Get it right. Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. They specified it like two or three times in the movie. Do it yeah, right. It's fine. I, I watched it too. <laughs> I watched it uh, not this week, but I, a couple of weeks ago. I was like, ah, I'm not going to watch that and end up watching it. And it was like, man, okay. Pretty cool. That was fun. I liked it a lot more than I thought I would. Yeah. Like I thought, I thought, um, I forget the lead's name now. Oh, man. Anyway. I'm not going to say it because it's going to sound bad coming from me. Well, this is kind of cool. Actually, today I have, you know, I always, I, I feel like Thursday's the day where the inventory comes in at uh, Toys R Us. So I was usually trying to pop in on Thursdays. And uh, yeah, I don't know, man. A lot of that DC McFarland stuff, like totally liquidated, like $13 figures. Like $13, man. And I'm going to tell you this. Compare that to a Black Series figure, bro. Right across the, on the other aisle. Guess how much they are. Oh, 34 bucks, whatever it is. No, wrong. All, <laughs> even the standard, <laughs> standard figures now, they marked them up to $36.99, yeah, bro. Yeah, you're, that, that, I heard that the price was going up to $36.99. That's, oh, that's a kick in the teeth. Yep. Like, like I'm telling you, I literally walked around the aisle. These seven inch figures that are really awesome, $13 and 16, I think the price tag was like some strange number. I was like, this gotta be weird. Like I scanned it and one of them was the gold label Batman. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Yeah, man. Those are tremendous figures. And, you know, to be honest, you and I, or at least I do, you, you leave them in box. So it doesn't matter what, if they're made of clay or if they're made of plastic, I just, I, mine go, I don't play with them. They go up on a shelf and they get in, in a pose. So I play with my sons. That's why he's got, he's got a lot of cool Marvel legends figures. Yeah. The price difference is astounding. It's, it, it's bothersome actually. Yeah. Hasbro man. Come on guys. Oh, it's Let's done it man. together. It's done. It's the price only goes one way. And that's well, why I've been kind of greasing the skids for my exit or we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it in a few minutes, but yeah, just kind of prepping myself for it for a big step back from that line. But it's strange because, like, I feel maybe like the thirty six ninety nine uh, price marker was is maybe like Toys R Us, like their inflation. Maybe because like I don't I don't know necessarily that Walmart's going to do that. You know what I mean? I think they all are. Hmm. Well, if Walmart will do what thirty six ninety seven. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> you got to all you be liquidated them. at one point. And not as much as they used to. Remember during the uh, the early sequel day period, they, you would go to Walmart and see stuff being blown out for ten bucks, twelve bucks. I feel like those days are kind of done. Yeah, dude, I remember going to Walmart at the, at the Honey Hole Walmart, Walmart, and it was like ten dollars for a Black Series figure, and like they literally like it was like you know the cool toy section where they have all the good toys. There's always that one, like, for like, I guess older kids. <laughs> anyway, like, like the whole wall was like Star Wars figures and like deep. You know what I mean? Ten bucks. They had like Sabine. They had everybody. Ahsoka. Like, uh, I, I picked up a lot, but th those weren't good times. <laughs> in the sense that I, I, I could have bought a lot more. I could have got. It could have got crazy. <laughs> and look at you now, standing, mm -hmm. standing tall. Organized, yeah. confident. 
You're like Boba Fett. You got it all going. <laughs> like a bantha. I, you know what? I, I, I have, I am so behind on movies. All the movies I wanted to see over the fall, I just, I didn't get to see them. So I'm slowly starting to catch up. Last week, uh, we rented or bought. I think we buy it or rent it. I think my wife bought it actually on digital. Uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife, and my God, was that fun! Oh, you liked it? Oh, yeah, it was great, man. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it was good. I didn't want to. I didn't want to talk about it too much there because I, I saw it opening night there. But um, oh man, yeah. And I stayed so spoiler free on that. Like that's what three months ago now. About two months, yeah, two months. No, early November it came out, I think. Yes, yes. Just just after Halloween, I think it released, and you know, I, I kind of was like, ah, I guess I'm gonna get spoiled at some point, and I knew. I mean, spoilers if you haven't seen Ghostbusters Afterlife. Uh, skip ahead for a minute or so, but I knew the old guys were gonna be in it, but that was it and I, and when they said they were doing it i assumed they were going to be in it so I, it wasn't even that much of a spoiler to me but all the story beats i didn't really see coming except for the trailer you see the first trailer and you see that little girl you're like oh that's egon's granddaughter for sure just because big round glasses and whatnot and it turns out that it is and but the way they worked in egon into the into the storyline i it was just it took my breath away it was so nice like even from the beginning and then cutting to the end, the way they worked him back in at the end. Oh, yeah. They, they start off with it. I mean, they start off with him without really showing him. But like, yeah, just enough of like yeah. CG Egon. But there, obviously there was an actor stand in, but they did a little bit of that digital magic. And you're like, that's Egon. They're trying. They're not they're not giving it to us full on. But that's Egon. And then through the whole movie, like, ah, just so well done. It was so, t- so, so tastefully and respectfully done i thought yeah i I agree man it was really it was that good yeah and i you know if you stay through the after credit scenes and you're like oh man like are they that's always the tease for the franchise right like if they do decide to keep going well there was the 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 seed for it in that post-credit scene but if they don't well it was a post-credit scene you can take it or leave it and i actually i don't know how i feel if i want them to keep going think that's a nice spot to end it but if they keep going who am i to say no you know i uh i I stuck around for post-credit scene and i saw the first one and once that one was over i split oh no yes i i had i had to i mean i probably had to use the washroom like for 45 minutes at that point fair i i I couldn't hold it anymore (laughs) so i and i'm like they're probably having a a post-credit scene and then I left, I came home, and then they're like, did you see the second post credit scene? And I'm like, no! <laughs> <laughs> That's the one with all the meat on the bone. I know, very meaty. Well, the other, I mean, the first one was pretty cool. Too. The first one was cute. Funny. It was yeah, nice it was to funny. see. So right before that scene, uh, Sigourney Weaver's name comes up in the credits, and my wife and I looked at each other and we're like, what? She was in it? Yeah, exactly. What are you talking yeah. about? And I start like replaying the movie really quick. I'm like, how did I miss that? And then there she is. And that, yeah. that that was awesome. Little on the nose, but I didn't care at that point. I was oh, so no, but it was so satisfied. It was yeah, it was meant to be. It was meant to be like silly. All we were missing was a Lewis Tully. We were that close. Yeah, and, but <laughs> Rick Moranis too busy getting punched in Central Park. What kind of heartless person has? <laughs> what do you? 
You're not about going home to rethink your life. Like punching, trying to punch out Rick Moranis. Unbelievable. Incredible. But the Bill Burr bit was classic. <laughs> <laughs> New York's back, baby. <laughs> All righty. Um, otherwise, uh, I guess this weekend I'm going to try to get to Eternals just because I've got nothing else to do. It's, it's... Have you seen that one, Corey? No, not yet. No? I'm waiting for my uh, my son. So you're gonna, you're gonna grab that this week? You said. Yeah, that's my weekend plan. I I'm not. I'm in no rush to watch it. I don't even care if I ever watch it. To be honest, it's just it doesn't appeal to me. Mm-hmm. But it's an MCU film. I'm there's probably something in there I need to know or should see. And who knows? Maybe I'll be surprised. But yeah, that's that's up next. And then hopefully at some point. I'll get to see Spider-Man. Oh my God. I hope you get to see it like as soon as yeah, possible. That's, that's we, bothering me, man. We need to talk. <laughs> like We need to talk. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's getting hard to... I know at, at some point it's just going to be open season on spoilers and I'm going to get nailed. Oh yeah, for sure. It's coming, dude. Like it's... it's Yeah. I mean, some stuff I already know. So I don't know. Like why not just open up the floodgates? But I'll, I'll, I'll try and hang on as long as I can. They're even asking. They're even talking about asking Tom uh, Tom Holland to 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 host the Oscars, and you gotta know that there's gonna be like crazy Spider Man, like especially that opening. You know how they do that, <laughs> yeah, elaborate opening. <laughs> yeah. There, there's gonna be spoilers for sure in there. Uh, that's what that's March, early March. They do the Oscars. I guess I got uh, time. I'm yeah, terrible. we should be able to catch it one point before then. Oh, that's a that's a day. the The day that that's released on digital, that's it's it's a rental or a buy. For sure. Um, otherwise, I downloaded Bounty Hunter for PS4. Did I mention that last week? I think you did. I made up. Okay, I've been having fun with that. It's it's, I love it, but it's at simultaneously stupid and awful. <laughs> yeah. But I'm, I am having fun with it. I'm, I'm just loving it, getting those Attack of the Clones vibes and uh, the Tamara Morrison voice work. That's always fun in a 2002 game. And I, th- I wish that part of me wishes they would just make that game canon. It still works. And then lastly, uh, I guess we'll slide here into into the world of collecting. I got an email this week. Do you know who Uh-oh. it was from? Uh, Haslabs. That is correct. Do you know what's not shipped yet? The Razor Crest? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> <laughs> but there is there is good news. It was an email to say, please log into your account and double check your shipping because the time I is guess, yeah. coming. Yeah. So I think by next week, the 21st, they said by that point, we're, we're gonna that that's the your your deadline to check your ship your shipping address. And that's at that point. They're going to lock it down, start getting the shipping labels ready. And hopefully by the end of the month, early February, I will have a giant box in my house to start unboxing and playing with and losing myself in. I can't wait for that. Nice. Cannot wait. That's going to be the centerpiece of this collection for sure for a long time. Okay. Uh, Anybody else, any recent collecting stuff they want to talk about? Uh, collecting? No, I I got um, well, I guess you could call it collecting. I, I I picked up No Time to Die on DVD. Nice, that's another one. I gotta check that out too. 
Yeah, and uh, so now my my Daniel Craig volume of Bond movies is is com- my training is now complete. Is it is it blasphemous to say that he's my favorite Bond? No, we've done this exercise already, and that's the correct answer. Okay, good, good. <laughs> <laughs> now everybody has their own. Like the, it's the, usually the Bond that you grow up on. Um, or like you guys play Goldeneye, and like that was the oh. time of Bronson, <laughs> or not Bronson, but Brosnan. It's Remington Steel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Char- Charles Bronson. Yeah, Charles Bronson, aka that short midget of a uh... Death Wish, <laughs> Star of Death Wish one through six, I think. Uh, yes, exactly. Yeah. No, anyways. Uh, so, um, yeah, we did this already. We we already we already went over it. Everybody loves Connery. Like, you know, some people love Roger Moore. Like, that's, I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 I can't give credence to that just because that's my mom's favorite bond. And she's just <laughs> wrong about everything. So, I don't know who my mom's, I think my mom would probably like uh, Remington Steele. I think that would, she would say that's her favorite. I'd say she likes Connery. Nah, I think she's a more, more or, Remington Steel. Con Shonery. <laughs> um, Corey, anything on your side collecting? Well, like I said before, I picked up those those Batman figures today. That's uh that's pretty much it, I think. All right, <laughs> that's well it. I, I do want to stick with collecting here in the first part of the show. I just want to I want to go a little deeper since we're still early 2022, just to talk about our goals. Because we you know every year we kind of talk about oh, this is my direction this year and oh, I really want to focus on this or do this or, or that. And then it never happens. <laughs> <laughs> we never follow up. Uh, it just, things just kind of go into the ether and we, every week we come to the mic and we talk about what's new and what's not. And it's always something different. And we we, we never bust each other chops and go, hey, you didn't, that wasn't on your focus list. <laughs> so anyway, and there, I mean, the focus list is what it is. It's, it's, it's not a hard and fast rule, but I do want to sort of check in with you guys just to see, like, what are you guys doing this year? Do you have a plan or is it still kind of just going with the flow? Corey, what is your collecting plan for 2022? Well, Kyle, you know, I always got to go with the flow just to a certain degree. You know, I mean, there's certain things out there that just, you know, when you see them, you're just like, oh, man, they're must haves like they're, they call to you. You know what I mean? So I can't exclude those those weird obscure items that might really not fit into a collection, but they're just too cool. You can't ha- not have, you know, like you, you need it. So, I mean, I'm always on the lookout for something like that. You know, those are always like interesting pieces. You don't know you really want them until you see it. Uh, other than that, man, I don't know. I definitely, I'd really like to get a chance to, to start trimming down some of my star Wars collection, to be honest. Like I know we've talked about it here before, but there's a, a lot of stuff in there that I, I think I can honestly get rid of. You know what I mean? Like, like who am I kidding? I think I, I really went crazy with, <laughs> like, well, during the time of the movies and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, there were weeks like, where I you were like, like, oh, I got the whole wave of this Marvel Legends thing and I got the whole wave of this oh, that, Black I'm Series cool thing. I was like, I'm what? I'm still not, like, Marvel I'm not done with. You know what I mean? Like, there's still, I got odds and ends left there. DC as well. Like, a few characters I still really need. Uh, I'd say I'm like 80% on both the DC and Marvel front for like, you know, to, in my eyes to be somewhat complete. 
Black Series, I'm just going to play it by ear again. That $36.99 price point is really a bit of a turnoff, to be honest. Well, that's the same for Marvel, uh, Marvel Legends. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> well, that's 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 not true though, because those guys, those puppies get marked down all the time. Like some of them were selling for like seventeen ninety nine today. You know what I mean? Like, can't go wrong at that price. Get you can get a beast that, for seventeen ninety nine, but the gray beast. Yeah, but it's always the peg warmer that gets marked down. Yeah, and that's fine. Like some some stores just get overstocked, right? Just gotta luck out, really. That's the whole thing of the collecting thing, right? It's just the luck of the draw, man. Like whatever's out there, like sometimes it's best to hold off. Like learned that from the nerd room. Sometimes you know you get the plastic anxiety and you just pull the trigger right away. Like you could, you might regret it, but hey, man, some some things you really want, right? But now I'm just realizing that you know I, I don't need your DJs and stuff like that, you know, and I don't need full complete representation. Like I, I. The, the original trilogy, I think, is going to be harder for me to get, let, let go of some stuff. And they haven't even really sank their teeth too much into the the uh, prequel trilogy. I mean, they, they, they've done quite a few characters, but I don't know. It's I always got to play it by ear, man. You know what I mean? Like, Can't I, box I almost, me in. I, <laughs> I almost bought the full wave that uh, Ponda Baba, like butt face, whatever. That's and, a big, that's a, yeah, it's an Doctor, eight figure wave. Yeah, I almost bought that the other day. I was just like, I was on Toy Snowman. I was like, yeah, I, mean, well, I want the Boba and I really want the Fennec. And then every other character in between can pass. You know, it's like, well, yeah, Bib. I like that Bib. That's a new nice Leia. Huh? Then you got Dr. Evazan too. Like, eh. But like, you, can't, you can't get one without the other. Like, that's. that's well, just, yeah, that's it. There's no way you can buy Dr. Evazan without buying Buttface. True. But anyway, yeah, it's, I, I haven't done it yet there, but... Guys, it's Pig Nose and Walrus, man. Come on. It's enough. <laughs> it's enough with this silliness. <laughs> Anyhow, yeah. it's uh, I'm playing things a little closer to the chest, we'll say. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I know more. I have a little more focus in my DC and Marvel stuff, but uh, the Star Wars stuff, I really got to... I'm, like, mulling it over more and more. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of characters that come out and, like... I. Like in this show in particular, like Fennec, okay, yeah, she's good representation. You know, she's been there. She's a solid character. Like, you know, she's a, a big part of the show. If they made a black present and like, you think I, I, I'm not going to be able to say no to that. But other than that, like, I mean, you got Boba, like, do I really want to start buying like your off-world Jawas and stuff like that? Well, yeah, all the tertiary characters. And that's that's the stuff that I'm trying to let go of as well. Yeah, I guess like that's that's what we'll, we'll say. Like, I, I I like I'd like to have solid representation of every film and or series, which so far I'm doing a good job at, I guess. But there's a lot of stuff in between that I, I don't necessarily need. You know what I mean? And duplicates and triplicates of of a lot of stuff. Like, like it's it's cool if you're gonna have like a shrine to a character, or just have like a multiple characters, I guess. But some characters, like again, like. I don't know. I got Poe Dameron so many different times. Like uh, he looks like Rocky. You know what I mean? <laughs> After a fight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's anyway. Whatever. Like I just got to go through it all, man. Like honestly, once I go through everything, it's it's gonna be crazy, man. Like it, it should almost. I really almost think we should make a a, a deal out of it, Kyle. Like it, it's it's worth filming because oh, here it comes. 
here's here it's comes the part to... where I take on the load of work for some kind of cut of cash. Let's go. Let's hear it. Oh, who said anything about money? <laughs> anyway, but like it's it, should, it could be pretty interesting, man. Like I I, I honestly feel like. You know, I, I feel like I have a good, good handle on what I have. But at the same time, there's a lot of the stuff that I haven't seen in four years. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, your first step like, is to gather everything in your house and, and inventory it all. Exactly. You need to do that. You need to put it all into a spreadsheet and separate it by line. And then by what you think you can get rid of and what you want to keep. But anyway, I, I think it's going to be it's going to be a bit like extra Christmas Day, like. I know in my head kind of, again, what I have, but I, I know there's definitely a lot of the, those obscure oddities, odds and ends that are probably going to like be like, oh, like smack. Like I didn't even remember I had that. There'll probably be quite a few of those. And like even in between too, be like, oh, I totally forgot about this or that. Or it, it should be pretty fun to be honest, but uh, definitely got to go through it and triage that stuff, man. I check back in 2024 for that step. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to do the same with comics as well, which has really been slow going and hard, and I'm not enjoying that process at all. So that's a problem. Well, yeah, you buy so much stuff, and God, I, I, I'm not there with you uh, at your bedside to see what you're reading, but I don't think you're reading that much of what you buy. Uh, well, let's just say I'm really far behind because <laughs> you've been buying a lot of t- pulling a lot of titles for a decade that's a lot of books <laughs> i don't think you've gotten through like 20 percent of them total yeah you, you might be right like there's, there's been spells where i haven't read at all but yeah i mean i'm on a good track right now i'm still reading uh at least three or four books right now so but there's some that like how far back like... are you are, how far back are you on star wars comics oh dude like i i, I pretty much stopped collecting star wars comics for now I, I I was I was taking on every book of Star Wars, just everything, and I just couldn't take it anymore. Like, do you, do you I, see I, what's going on here? You, what's you, that? You you shit all over the Black Series. Oh, I gotta get out of Star Wars. I I don't I I gotta st- I stopped collecting Star Wars. What is going on? It's too much. There's just too much. It's <laughs> dude. There was like sometimes I was like, uh, you know, like uh, pulling like five titles at a time, just Star Wars. And hey, you're talking and like four or five bucks a comic. Yeah. So that's a lot per month. But you got, uh, you got your Ninja Turtles. You got your Batman, your Spider-Man. Where's your Star Wars? I get a little different. I, I feel like the, the Star Wars, I, I can catch up on trade paperback. You know what I mean? The more interesting titles, but that, that's the thing too. Like they kind of, it was all the high Republic stuff, which I, I figured at a point, like, I hadn't even gotten into it yet, you know? So I was like, I'm just going to stop instead of just like keep this going. This conversation you know? is making me physically ill. Oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> 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 but hey, the, the, let's just say this way. Like there's nothing in the pipeline that would have seen from Star Wars merchandising that's absolutely driving me crazy. You know what I mean? There's nothing that they presented in the forecast that's like, oh my God, I have to have this. Like now... Like maybe, we maybe, it's that, time, like, maybe it's time for you to, to liquidate your stuff and then like move on to like maybe maybe it's time for you to go selective into like hot toys. Maybe it's that that time has come. It's possible, but no, I do like a good you know, like gotta have a ghost crew, like gotta have everybody, you know what I mean? And yeah, that you, you have them, you can keep them, keep the ones that you want, 
sell the rest and then upgrade into hot toys. It's possible. Anyway, yeah, I'd like your help, but uh, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the, the big difference for me this year is like every year we kind of just we just talk about it. And that's all it ends up being is just a chat, which is great. But like, I've never actually like like written it down. So now I like I've put it down on paper. And so I'll always have like that. that Ooh, that's, you're halfway there then. Yeah. Like it was always like we talk about it it's nebulous it's you you've kind of put it out there and but you kind of forget about it in the moment or from day to day so now it's there like and i and i always see it like this is the things i want to do this year and basically and and i mentioned it last week it's just really take a step back from like buying as much vintage collection of black series as i have been and just sticking to the figures that i desperately need Core characters, like you were saying, Corey, like I don't need to get the off-world Jawa. It, they're great for building dioramas or uh, a lot of troopers for army building. But that's like that's over. Like that's it's it you, at thirty-seven dollars per Black Series figure, it's all over for army building. And even into vintage collection, it's you know it's twenty dollars per figure. That's over. So you know, secondary market looking for cheap deals. That's going to be my move on that side of things. And, you know, it's, it's to the point where I'm even questioning whether I need the Return of the Jedi 40th anniversary set. Like, I'm really questioning it. And I'll, you know, I'll probably change my mind and cave in once I start seeing uh, pre-orders go out and start seeing the pictures. But right now I'm like, where am I, where are my, a new hope 40th anniversary figures? They're in a box. Like my Empire See, that's 40th, it with, I open them all up. That's with, with that particular line i feel like that's the line that you can have like ultimate representation with almost in a way you know what i mean like those are the ones that be like this is these are my 12 from each ot movie that are out and that's my ot collection basically but like, the, and the thing that turned me off about the empire line though is that what there was four different lukes in the set like there was the snow speeder luke and bespin luke and dagobah training luke there may have been another one but and it was it was like too much. Like mix it up. There should like why not throw in a Lobot in the line? I know they're trying to honor what Hasbro did back in the day, but it's not back in the day anymore. So like mix it up, make it worth our while. Like I know we're gonna get like a, a biker scout, and we're gonna get another Boba Fett, and we're gonna get Han Solo in a trench coat, which we just got, and we're gonna get Leia in her poncho, which we just got. So. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if I if I dive into that line. It's that's the qu- big question mark. If I'm allowed one this year, uh, accessibility as well has been an issue too. You know. Well, sure. It's 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 almost been like pre-order or bust. At least for me, and you know, uh, I, during a pandemic, it's not like I'm making a huge priority of of pounding the pavement to go look into stores and doing the rounds. So, I, being in store has been a very fruitless venture for me it's all about ordering online whether it's secondary or straight from the source but uh i just want to i just want to follow up here kyle just sorry from basically for uh collecting i feel like you're going to be on the same page as me here in a way like i, I just didn't mention this but I, my a big part of my focus has shifted right in back in the comics like collectible comics and uh yeah i don't know just for the time being i feel like that's making me happier you know when i think about it and i'm out there on the hunt for it 
and like it's really scratching that collecting itch for me mm-hmm. and i i feel like you're kind of on the same page you know what i mean like put it this way like i got my first cgc comic uh for my 40th birthday which was last year like right around this time and i own like 15 of them now <laughs> and you're not getting cgcs for like <laughs> no. any you're not getting one cgc for less than 100 bucks from you know what i mean for the most part i lucked out on maybe one or two or but for the most part yeah yeah that's a big step you know that, that's you know the equivalent is going from you know black series to up to up to hot toys like it's that kind of a 10x in price jump it's and a, like, it's, it's like big you, boy you, big boy comics you had mentioned too kyle i think that's really good too like maybe all depending on what you how you're tackling whatever thing you're doing but putting things down on uh paper really helps man like I, i've had a checklist forever man of like just ultimate comics you know like on the wish list and i've just kind of slowly been scratching them off over the years and like the list's getting smaller you know what i mean yeah for sure it, that hel- it helps it really does help i yeah bring it brings it to fruition no, and it helps you stay on target. It, you know, just this is my target. These are the things, and that's what you have to tell yourself when you look at your list. This is the stuff I def- I decided was important to me. And so when you see something else come across your screen, you go, "Oh, I want that," because you know you're a kitten and you see the ball of yarn go by. No, that's not on my list. That's on my list, and just stick to that. But yeah, so yeah, a vintage collection, black series, like can't afford the volume can't afford the, the the sticker price anymore and i don't have the space so yeah you like you crazy liquidated your your collection this year no well between last year and this year yeah i sold off a lot of stuff a lot of stuff just you know to whittle whittle things down free up some space make money for the razor crest make money for other things um yeah man and it's, it's, it's keeping that figure buying down to a minimum because i have all the characters i love you know, multiple times. And so, you know, barring a situation like Mandalorian, where the show really struck a chord with me, and I have a lot of Mandalorian figures, like Din Djarin and other characters on the show. But uh, like that, I almost, I hope that's a bit an anomaly. You know, where we're so many. <laughs> and you never know, like, I, I don't anticipate to watch the Kenobi show and need to buy 10 figures from the show or, or for the Andor show to come out. And I need to do the same. Dude, you're finally going to get your bail. You're going to get a, another inquisitor. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't have any inquisitors. None zero. And I'm fine with that. I don't need them. You're going to get them and you're going to love them. You understand? Yeah. You're probably right. <laughs> I feel like I have Inquisitors. <laughs> well, I don't think they've made many. I think they made, what, the Sixth Sister? It's the only one that's coming to my head right now in a Black Series form. Yeah, whichever one came out with... Uh, or the Second Sister. Yeah, I, I think it was remember. Second Sister. And I think they did one in three and three quarter with Rebels. Yeah, well, yeah, that, that they did uh, the, uh, the Fifth Brother and the Seventh Sister or whatever. Correct, yeah. And then my my other project for this year is is this this nerd room behind me. You know, I got to get a couple more display stands in here and I got to get some I have a big blank canvas wall. It's completely bare. And it's bugging me cuz I I want to get some stuff up on it, 
I just need to buy like shelves and and get on that. But every time I, I set aside money for a shelf, I'm like, ooh, I'd rather buy this. <laughs> Such an idiot. <laughs> but yeah, like Corey, like to, to harken back to what you said about comics. Yeah, they 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 reeled in a huge amount of my attention for over the last year. And uh, last week I mentioned it, like I dumped all, like all my vintage Star Wars comics except for a few. Like the the one through ten of the original Marvel run, I kept those. Um, and my, but then my other target is going to just be the issues thirty nine through forty four, which is the Empire Strikes Back adaptation. So that's those will be the you know the six issues that I go after. That's that's, and I know what's in that right in the middle of those three issues or six issues. That's messed up, bro. I can't believe you would sell all your Star Wars comics. I, well, and you know what? Star Wars gets a, the way I, I, I rationalize it is that, for one, it, I was halfway to the goal of collecting them all, and the prices have gone through the, through the roof. So it's going to be a long time to, to finish that goal. By the time I finish the goal, I'm going to want to downsize anyway. So just stop. And my, and my other goal, which I think is a cooler goal, considering I don't dip into the into those characters too much, is the X Men. I'm trying to get issues 100 through 300 and i'm about halfway there so but i can't do both so considering how much star wars gets for me in in other ways like black series and this and that uh, i I felt like i could get rid of the comics that i didn't need and uh be free of that and just loose get rid of that project get it off my mind and not worry about it anymore aside from those those empire strikes back issues and then, yeah, focusing on, uh, well, that, yeah, the, the X-Men collecting is, is going to be tough. Like issues 100 to like 130, yikes. There are some heavy hitters in there. So that will need a, a, a plan of its own, but I'm not really there yet. So one thing at a time. And yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's really it. It's really those six comics. It's being super, super picky about, the, the figures I pick up now and tuning up this, this room that I'm, I work in on a daily basis so that it's, it's livable. It's a disaster right now, <laughs> which was not the plan, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's, it will see if this year is the year where having a plan finally pays off. Huzzah. Yeah. <laughs> I got that from the great. If you got, if anybody's watching uh, the great on, on uh, Amazon prime, it's pretty funny. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> it's so entertainingly stupid and funny. Uh, all right, let's head over to the news real quick before we jump hey, into... Hey, well, what about me, man? Oh, uh, so do we... Have we been... chopped liver over here? Sorry, man. I, I thought we were already done. Okay, Carlos. Oh, I love that that happened to Carlos. <laughs> That's happened to me like so many times in the past where Carlos... Especially when Kyle and James were talking, it's like moving on. I'm like, wait, I, I got something to say on this point. Like Kyle's like, no, we just don't have time right now. Kyle, we got to, uh, Corey, we got to move on to the next point. <laughs> well, we know you're going to interrupt like 17 times. <laughs> I'm sitting here all patient. Sorry, like, man. I thought we were gonna, I thought we had. Uh, no, no, it's all good. It it's all good. Jesus. It's okay. I think subconsciously you knew what my answer was going to be. I wonder if I do. So, I wonder if I do know. Can I, 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 can I try and see if I can spoil it? Go for it. Go for it. I want to see what you do. Uh, continue to move what you have in your closet, the sealed boxes. 
That's one thing. Yeah, that's yeah. I don't have much left though. That's a, yeah. That's that's a minor one. Um, yeah. Uh, move move all your the Poe Dameron stuff, the Black Series stuff. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, the, sh- you know, the, the shrine is coming down. It is, and that, there must be. I guess it's going to be about certain, picking up certain Lego sets, certain black, uh, certain Tie Fighters that or or droids that you haven't been able to pick up. That's pretty much it, man. Uh, <laughs> so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go into the uh, retired uh, set uh, side of things. Um, I kind of almost regret selling that uh, the nine four nine two Tie Fighter with the Darth Maul on the box, the 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 first version of the new Tie Fighters. Right. Um, but I have so many of the Imperial Tie Fighters at this point. And like I sold the two new ones that I had in box from the, the ones that are actually still available on Lego.com. Um, but I have so many of them. So th- the goal is to try to get one of the retired UCS, either the Interceptor or Darth Vader's uh, tie. Tie Tie Fighter, and those are like we're talking about thousand dollars. So I'm gonna look and try to get used. Yeah, if you're gonna uh, display let, them. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, so I'm gonna get rid of that. Um, let me let me like, ask this. Sorry, could you get a a set, a UCS set? Like, is there any sort of discount from a seller? It, like, say, let's say there's like five pieces missing. Five inconsequential little detail, greebly type pieces. Stuff that I that I have in my bins, probably. Yeah, or or that nobody would ever notice. Like, is there a? Do people sell that, and do they make it a give a worthwhile discount? It'll be sold as used, ninety nine percent complete, and the haircut on that is probably. Well, it depends on. It depends on the set. Like if it's a, if it's like something that's really in demand, the price is not going to come down for that. Yeah, I suppose it, it'll just be as as if it was used, and it it's still way above what it went for new. So it's worth it just to get the complete. I don't know. It depends. It depends what what seller you land on. Depends. There, there's 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 a ton of different um, the variables. Yeah, a ton of different variables involved in that. Like, if you're going locally, and you find somebody on Kijiji or whatever, they'll they'll probably replace the pieces out of their own collection, just so that they could sell it for a higher price. So it's not like you're gonna get stuck uh, getting a box and building something and missing like a, a few pieces to actually make the thing stand. You know. It's it's gonna be it's really really rare. So I think that if you're if you're gonna do that, yeah, it's it's worth it. Like I said, I, I wanna I wanna get rid of the ATST that I have that I picked up. Uh, I picked it up used. Um, I actually had that ATST from the, the Rogue One line, and um, I parted it out because it had fallen. And uh, I, for some reason, lost one of those Technic pieces. And I'm like, whatever. I didn't have the patience. I just parted it out. So I found one used online. (laughs) 
on Kijiji and 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 picked it up and have it next to my AT AT, uh, the one from um, uh, summer of 2020, uh, which is probably the best AT AT playset. Uh, that's that's a, they, it's a that nice one. Oh yeah, that they've that they've ever made for sure. So I'm I'm that one's gonna stay in my collection. Uh, the ATST is gone. Uh, I'm considering moving Krennic Shuttle. Um, what else? I just want more space on my shelves. Like I, I have stuff that's on my shelves that's not uh, Tie Fighter uh, related. Um. And the one thing that I'm, I'm obviously I'm keeping the Boba Fett. I'm keeping the Slave One, the Boba Fett helmet, and the Brickhead uh, to 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 keep that side of the shelf looking spick and span. And on the other side of the shelf, I have a Darth Vader stuff. So I have his castle, and I have a couple of his uh, of his of his Tie Fighters. Um, and that I still have the helmet series. Like that's the one thing that hasn't sold yet of my my closed boxes. Um, but I think I'm going to get to a point where I just don't want to keep posting it on, on marketplace. I'll just take it down and build it. So I'm, I'm, I'm hesitating on that side, but like I said, chronic shuttle gone, uh, the Poe Dameron shrine gone, uh, probably get rid of, uh, the, uh, the Y wing and, uh, the A wing from rogue one. Uh, and, uh, yeah. And just probably just keep the X-Wings. The classic, uh, the, the workhorse. The, yeah. The classic X-Wing and, uh, yeah. And then just look to see what they're going to come up, you know, whatever is new that they're, they're going to come up with. And, um, I'm not going to be one of those that's like, oh, I'm just going to stick to the OT or, cause there are some people that just like collect OT and that's, that's pretty much why lego keeps pumping out the ot stuff i think that's consistent across well it's 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 something that holds true pretty much into into the figure collecting is there's still a lot of collectors our age who still want uh, you know a lot of background characters from the ot from cantinas yeah. and whatnot it's it's hilarious like i you'll see, you'll see like hasbro will put up a post on something and it's you know it's it's from something else it's not ot and People are like, well, how about some more OT characters? As if none have ever been put out before. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, what it's are you talking they, about? They, the thing is that it's the FOMO, and it's like they 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 probably slept on it back in the day, and and they don't want to, you know, kind of like what I did with the with the Millennium Falcon when I slept on it, slept on it. It was on rebate, and I didn't get it, and then it got retired, and it's like, but you know how it it ended up working out that I ended up getting the one from the Rise of Skywalker, which was by far a better model. It's a nice. That's a nice, nice ship. Oh yeah, yeah. That one, that one, I'm keeping. Uh, but it's not in my shelf right now. It's on. It's on another uh, little uh, display stand. Uh, so, like I said, I want to get rid of some some stuff there and just throw the Millennium Falcon next to the AT AT. Uh, just you know, try to try to keep things. Episode. I'm soup. I'm episode five heavy man with the with the stuff that I have. That's um, beautiful. That's yeah. mu- that's music to my ears. And the thing is, is like I got rid of the probe droid, the the collector's one there, the one with the the, the plaque. Uh, I was gonna build it, and I'm like, 
Man, it was such a tough build. <laughs> it was? You found it hard? It, well, it I, mean, apart, it's, right? I mean, it's it's Lego, so I mean, how hard can it be? But yeah, it was it was tedious. Like the, the arms, there's so many small pieces. Yeah. Yeah. That was part of the reason why I, I, I didn't build it at first and why I got rid of it. Because it's like, man, like, I, yeah, it's enjoyable to look at them on the shelf. But if every time I clean it, I have to rebuild it. Like, uh, <laughs> it, I, I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time for that. So, yeah. So in a, in essence, I'm gonna be scouring and seeing what I can pick up that I already don't have. That's Tie Fighter. Um, you know, we went through a period there in the mid the mid teens where we were getting a lot of variants of Tie Fighters. We got Kylo Ren's. Uh, Kylo Ren's TIE Fighter, the Interceptor. Uh, was it the Interceptor? Silencer. Uh, yeah, the, Silencer. Ti- yeah, I love that thing. Yeah, I know. It's great. It's And it was it was a really fun build. Yeah. Uh, I liked that. I liked uh, Major Von Reg's Interceptor. I liked... Uh, um, what's his name? The, the, the one from... Reb- Not Rebels. Uh, what's that show that apparently you didn't like? Resistance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So... So there's one of one of those speeders, one of the the, the racing Tie Fighters, the Ace. Oh, uh, yeah, the Gr- Griff. Uh, yeah, Hall- Griff Halloran, I guess is his name. Steven Stanton uh, voiced that guy. I can't remember the character, but yeah, Griff. Yeah, that sounds right. Halloran or something like that. You're yeah, right. yeah. So uh, his Tie Fighter was pretty cool. So for a while there, they were giving us like some really cool Tie Fighter variants, and now it's. Since Solo, it's been like Imperial Tie Fighter, Imperial Tie Fighter, Imperial Tie Fighter. It's like, okay, come on. I want, I want Kylo Ren's Tie Fighter from Episode Nine. You know, you kind of get a little bit of that red streak in it. The Tie Whisper. It, it, That's custom, though, man. Uh, yeah. So I want it. That, I want they, it. They, I want if, it. <laughs> if they if they make that, that's a day one buy and a day one build. Like that's 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 what I like. That's what I want. Um, but besides that, man, they gotta they gotta remake the tie bomber. They gotta you know uh, remake Vader's tie. Uh, so there's they're stuff that's that's they're they're probably just sitting on for just for fun, you know, just to see if Carlos is gonna have an agonism before this happens. Well, you think that they would have done the, the tie bomber two years ago for Empire the fortieth? Like that? Yeah. That's the only movie you really see that ship in. I think you see even some flyby shots in, in Jedi, but that's it. It it was actually the Tie Bomber was actually developed for a New Hope, and they just never put it in the in the movie. I did not know that. Yeah, I learned that this week, and um, yeah, that's that's a ship. I have I have the one that they built or they made, the, but it's the blue and black like old school one that kind of falls apart when you you know try to pick it up. So, uh, yeah, they need to remake that one. And there were rumors. There were many rumors, actually, going back to 2017. Actually, no, going back to the solo run, apparently there was um, mock box art of of a, of a TIE bomber. And uh, it never came out. So, I don't know. I'm sure they develop, like, probably 40% more than what they actually put out. And then they keep that stuff, like, in a vault somewhere and then... You know, they'll go back and say, oh, we got a better piece for this or, you know, a new color for that. And which doesn't really make 
that much of a difference when it comes to tie fighters and most of star wars stuff that's all you know light gray dark gray and black except so, for some speeders from this week oh my god <laughs> <laughs> the, the KitchenAid speeders <laughs> <laughs> anyway so that's it that's uh that's what i'm doing and um yeah i'm gonna try to yeah i remember a couple of years ago my my my, my resolution i guess you want to call it for for collecting was like yeah i want to try to get my hands on all the all the ucs stuff and i did and I, I got I had a ton in hand, but I ended up selling them all. <laughs> yeah. So it's like well, uh, mission accomplished. Remember the A-wing? First day, A wing. Yep. I got that and that's I sold that for profit. And it's like, okay, whatever, man. It is what it is. People want to build it. It's like it's better off in their hands than in mine, anyways. So there is a bit of commonality to what we're doing. Like we're all trying to like whittle down the volume of our collections to to the stuff that we really love and appreciate. But also we're in each in our own way, we're stepping up into some other sphere. Like I'm looking at, well, I will eventually be looking at some pricier comics to get my hands on. You'll be looking at some pricier Lego sets. Corey's also, you know, one foot in the, in the Lego thing. I'm going to keep teasing him until he buys a hot toy. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about that. They're we'll so, see. they're so know. cool. Corey, you would love yeah, it. Yeah. They do look really fun. I mean, think of a nice detolf down in your basement full of hot toys. Yeah, but what's the resell? What's the resale value of a, of a hot toy that you opened and displayed? They they hold well. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If you, yeah, if you take care of them, as long, yeah, as long as you don't smash them and glue them back together, <laughs> they they hold up remarkably well. Cool. I was curious. Nice. Not that I've really looked too deeply into it because I'm just I'm terrified of that world. That's just that's not something I'm ever going to do. I don't think. Yeah, that's right. Out. I'm not doing it. I won't ever do it. Mark my words. All right. Now we'll take a little quick detour here into the news. We're going to make some time here. Um, it's Book of Boba Fett related. And this from Bespin Bulletin. They're reporting that Dave Filoni wrote and directed episode six of Book of Boba Fett, uh, which, of course, has led to speculation that one of his characters will debut in that episode. And Calling it right now Toro Calican. Loka can. That was my joke. Yeah, but I said it properly. I wasn't making a joke. Yeah, Toro Loka can's back, baby. <laughs> this conversation is making me physically ill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> mission accomplished. God damn it. You invoked his name. <laughs> Come on, man. It's funny. That's yeah, kind of funny. Uh, anyway. Well, so, he's yeah. the one. He did create him. Or well, actually, no. John Favreau probably created him. But he directed no, that. He, he, he directed he wrote, that episode. I think he wrote it as well. <sighs> Shit. I guess put him on the list. I mean, he, <laughs> Dave Filoni he's is the master of resurrections after after Darth Maul. Yeah. If you can bring Maul after back. Fennec Shen, too. He's just going to have one of those, like, <clears throat> you know, a couple of valves and cylinders wherever he gets shot. Beep, boop, bop. I I'm swear to God, if, if he shows up ever again, ah, oh my God. Unless, unless the caveat being that he gets utterly stomped <laughs> to pieces in that episode. In, again? In that case, I'd be, I'd be for it. If they brought him back solely to like satisfy the legions of people who can't stand the character, just to have him get 
trampled by a large beast. Okay. I, I'll sign off on that. Anyway, um, three options to work with here in the article. Cad Bane, Rex, or potentially some other clone, or a bit of a longer shot maybe with Omega. Corey, what do you think? Where is your brain at with this one? I don't necessarily know that, you know, if we were any of those characters, we might have gotten a sniff of them by this point. You know, he seems to have his hands full with what's going on in the story right now. So I don't necessarily know if they have to wiggle one of those characters in. But if they were to, what makes the most sense at this point for me, for me, is uh, Cad Bane. Like, I don't think they'll introduce Omega just because... I feel like if they're going to do that, it's going to happen in the bad batch. You know what I mean? Like they don't want to, I don't, I don't think we want to know yet what Omega's fate prior to seeing more of the bad batch. Right. That makes sense. So it's, I, I think it's a better idea to go back in time and establish their characters before reintroducing her uh, in live action. If that's ever a possibility. And uh, the other option was who again? Uh, Rex or some other clone. Yeah. Rex too. I think Rex is, if anything, he he's bound to Ahsoka, right? Like, where does it make sense for Rex to kind of just pop up in this story? You know what I mean? Like, it's harder to uh, make a case for him. Yeah, and again, I, I really feel like if it, if he were to get shoehorned into any project, it would definitely have to be Ahsoka because they're super tight, and that would just make a lot of sense. And I, I I'm hoping for that. Like, I, I don't think that's necessarily fan service. I think it makes sense. Uh, given their relationship and stuff, so I don't know. Hopefully, that happens of, in that series. The degrees of separation between Ahsoka and Boba Fett, I mean, it's they're, they're really close. So, and seeing as how you know Rex and Boba Fett are related, I, I don't, I don't know if it's that much of a stretch. It just takes one bridge piece or one bridge plot point to bring them together. Absolutely. Well, oh, don't get. I, I think they can bring it together. I just think it's a better idea. For that to happen in the Ahsoka series or whatever, maybe start priming the wheels for that as well, like reintroducing Rex and him coming back together with Ahsoka at one point. Again, if anything, I, I really feel like it it should be Cad Bane if if anyone just you know, so we can get some closure. Uh what are you saying? He shows character. up and dies? Uh not necessarily. <laughs> but you know, with their relationship, anyhow, I, I feel like they, they would maybe, well, who knows? Maybe he's a bankable character. Maybe they'll keep him alive, too, if, if they do end up meeting. You know what I mean? Well, who cares? Maybe... See, it doesn't matter. You kill him, you bring him back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking. It's, it's what they do. Yeah, I guess. But, uh, yeah, definitely Cad Bean. Yeah, like he makes he makes the most him. sense. Like, I don't think it's a coincidence that he made his return in in Bad Batch, and you know, surely they're going to follow up on that. And it's not crazy that you know they've they've already sent people out to kill Boba Fett in this show, in Book of Boba Fett, and yeah, why not just keep sending more people until you have actually have to go and send them maybe the most expensive or you know the uh, the best one of the best after him that that's uh, it i mean timeline wise we saw just saw episode three so hmm, i don't know it's still kind of tight you'd figure episode four i don't think they're gonna have the war yet or they might have to in that regard because if he's directing episode six it's like the pike's kind of got a 
tuck tail and you know he's got to have have defeated defeating them right pikes have tails whatever they got to tuck tail and run <laughs> humans don't have tails either huh but so yeah maybe that's the case you know what i mean like it would have to happen after that i would think like to say like oh the pikes failed like send in <laughs> plan b what do you think carlos odds on are you with uh, Cad Bane or you think it's somebody else? Or the other option four is none of these characters. I would say option four. Um, and I'm going to lean more towards them dropping in hints about Crimson Dawn. Yeah. <laughs> Crimson Dawn. That Yeah, that name just keeps coming up. Yeah, well, we got a little bit of that that hint of. Remember, I kept saying we had solo vibes. Like we got we got a little bit of that music. Uh, yeah, a lot of people have said like, yeah, Kira's Q shows up in the intro title, and the Crimson Dawn theme plays at this point in this episode. Oh, all right. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think we're going there, man. They were like I said. I said it in the last episode. Like they're 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 giving us solo. They're giving us solo vibes. Do you think? Uh, do you think they could have got away with getting Amelia Clark in this without anyone knowing? Well, let's let's pause on that before you know. We'll we'll get into that. We'll we'll recap the next episode. I guess we'll I guess we're gonna we'll get into that now, but we'll save that part for the end. All right. So that's that's Bestman Bulletin. Thanks for them for another good scoop. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, just in a couple weeks, what Dave Filoni's got up his sleeve. Like I don't know if he's gonna be that become like a one trick pony in that way, where where whenever he directs an episode, he has to bring one of his signature kind of legacy characters into the mix, and that becomes sort of the hallmark i hope it's not that automatic keep it keep us yeah. guessing yeah I, I don't like people that like not, not that i don't like people but i mean i don't like it when <laughs> creators when creators go by old you know old faithful like it's just like give me something new man like but yeah i don't like or i, I don't like mix when it up rhyme yeah i don't like when i know and i know star, star wars is like george is literally he rhymes everything so I, I know that's the mo, but like he's not there anymore. So you know, do something else. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I I think it's probably going to be Cad Bane. I think that time has come. I think there's enough fan will for this guy to show up, and I think it makes sense given what we've seen and where the story is and the the type of characters that are showing up. I think it's more than likely that he does pop up in episode six. But we'll see. If he doesn't, he doesn't. And we'll see when, whenever we do get more Cad Bane. I know Rick will cry himself to sleep if, if he watches episode six and he doesn't get Cad Bane. I don't know what he'll do. How, how would he feel if, you know, Boba puts a cap in his ass? <laughs> oh, you, you know, Rick, he'll, throw, he'll start throwing his books out the window and he'll tear pages out and rub his tears away and... A good old fashioned book burning. He's gonna he's That's gonna right. grounds he's gonna groundskeeper Willie his shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, except who who's he gonna ask to grease him up? Yeah. I'm not I'm not greasing him up. Grease me up, woman. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the Simpsons. So Thanks. good. So good. <laughs> All right, so let's jump into episode three here. The streets of Moss Espa, where I think I think it's safe to say the the plot is finally thickening. We stuck mostly in the present storyline. 
Carlos, what did you make of episode three? Did you enjoy it or was it sort of a step back for you? I liked it, man. And I just, uh, I was, I was shocked that they, they murdered his whole tribe. Like, like I called. Did you? Yeah, we talked, yeah, we did, it did. Yeah. We talked about it last week. Corey did say, yeah, you could see it's, you know, the, the whole tribe's going to get wiped out. And it, well, Carlos, you just, we just talked about it. Like Star Wars is sort of the trope machine. Yeah, yeah totally. They totally went there. And I don't like it. I didn't like it. <laughs> so um, the thing is, is that it's it's all these flashback scenes, and I'm 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 totally fine with the flashback scenes. I I enjoy it. It's it's great. The thing is, is that they're kind of showing it linear linearly, if if that's a word, and and but we don't know how how much time has passed. Yeah, has you're passed right. In between. You know, he was quite comfortable, you know, getting on his on his banta and 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 going to see the pikes. But like, and like he, he's he's day? not walking. He's that... not walking into town. He's walk. That was walking to Moss Eisley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 that's, that's, that's several days. No, that's a yeah, lot of scum and villainy. Yeah, he just crossed in a a sea. I mean, that banta's not getting anywhere fast. Like it moves at its own slow ass pace, and I think that walk takes a week. <laughs> Moss from Moss Espa outskirts to Moss Eisley. That's a hike. I don't know. Somebody Wikipedia that shit for us. Um. Anyways, yeah. So, but other than that, I mean, uh, th- that kind of took me aback a little. But I enjoyed the episode. Uh, th- there were uh, the the one thing I didn't like uh, was the uh, the KitchenAid speeders. Not, not a huge fan of those things. Uh, not not a huge fan of the zippers. <laughs> she violated the rule. Yeah. Um, the Vespas. Yeah. They, they, well, they yeah clearly were meant to look like that. So uh, I don't know. Uh, but Star other than Wars that, I, it was pretty cool. I'm I'm liking Fennec Shan, man. Like I. I I, I I'm not gonna say she's gonna turn on him. But I can't wait to see more conflict between them. I, I and I think that there there's a potential for conflict between them. Oh, for, uh, absolutely. Yeah, she doesn't like the way he does stuff, and he's too nice. He's tra- yeah, she thinks he's too nice, and, and his niceness. She, but the thing is, is that she thinks he's too nice for that position. It's like. You know, if you're gonna do this, you need to be this way, and I kind of get it. I understand which where she's getting at, and like we we mentioned before, like or last week's episode, she's she's way more in tune with how he should be. Than, than I, I, he I don't is. know. I don't know if that's the best way of you know. I I think that she's seeing it from one perspective, whereas Boba has been on this transformative journey, right? Where, you know, she is completely ruthless, showing no mercy for the most part. And that's her her whole mentality. And that, that's been very, they've really, like you said, you're bringing this up, Carlos, because they have been hammering that point home. It's been very one-dimensional and redundant uh, writing in that regard. You know what I mean? But I do feel you in the sense that they're trying to hammer, again, hammer that point home. Like there's, there is something possibly there. But the fact that uh, it could just be to, you know, to to show Boba's 
change of heart, man. Like the way that he's had again this journey with the Tuscans, how they showed him uh, a bit of mercy. He seems to be going apart about his business as such as well because it did such a good amount of you know it changed him so for the, for the better in his in his eyes right so he's going the mercy route and he's not wrong for trying it out i mean he's still in the infancy of his uh, occupation of this position and you know he doesn't even have any assets really yet he's just slowly building them but they're coming along coming along i mean like look man he's obviously got a chef like i want to know who his chef is <laughs> i haven't seen that guy yet but damn that was quite the spread <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of food there on the table. Way too much for me did, to eat. Did you see? I can't remember the name of the species, but I guess it was the species from uh, Resistance. The little guys that hang out on the ship there. The big eyes. Drawing blanks. Sorry, man. Anyway, whatever. They had one of those smack dab. It was like the turkey on the table. Oh, I thought was that was one of those frogs that that linger outside the cat outside the palace. I figured, I mean, I didn't Google this or anything, but to me right away, it looked like the, the animals from resistance. Bitey. Yeah. <laughs> One thing I noticed from this episode was, uh, you know how the, the droid driver of the train uh, jumped out of the train and then when he landed in the sand, he just became a spider and just walked away. He tucked and rolled. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, th this this episode opens up with a mech spider. Yeah, the Bomar monk. Yeah, that's a whole deal, man. That's a thing. That's like uh, something out of Legends, I believe, no? <clears throat> well, you see them very quickly in, in Return of the Jedi. True. But like, everybody was, they were always like this curiosity. Like, who are, what the hell is that thing? Is that a brain in the jar? Yeah, that's a brain in the jar. Yeah, and so there's a whole backstory before them. Yeah, they used to live, they were monks that lived in that palace before, long before Jabba had moved in and... I can't remember the whole story, but yeah, no, there, there's there's a whole thing to them in Legends, and it was it was a nice little nod to see them show up on screen at the very beginning. Yeah, I found that curious. It was like, what was, and then you know there was the whole spider episode in the Mando, like they're they're, they're spider heavy. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I thought you said you don't want nothing spider. What does it anyway. mean? What does it mean? Because it... <laughs> so I did a little homework. Oh, a little yeah. bit of math work just before, because, you know, another 38 minute runtime episode. But when you yep. actually just take the actual episode length, when you cut out the recap, that Star Wars helmet intro sequence, and you cut out the credits at the end, 3220 is the actual episode. Yep. Give or take. Yeah, I was kind of disappointed when I when I saw that. I was like, oh, I was really, I, did, I even filled out a few polls on Twitter. I was like, what do you think the next runtime is going to be? And I was in the 40 to 49 minute range. You were hoping. That's just blind optimism. Yeah, well, 38 is kind of, I don't know. It's not 38. It's 32. It's 32. Yeah. Whatever. But you know what? Well, you, you, your mind processes that six minute interval there. When you see the 38 minutes, you already know, like, oh, I'm getting 32. That's Look, yeah. the, I'm okay with the 30 minute. 30 minute episode. It's the 22 minute episodes of like Mando that are like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> yeah, they're, 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 I think, no, what's the shortest episode of Mando? There was a couple was, of short ones. I don't know. Why don't we go? If only we had an app in our pockets that could tell us the answer. I don't have I don't, pockets. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not wearing pants. <laughs> uh oh. Where is this but, podcast going? 
It's always <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's going where it always goes, and where we're going, we don't need roads. <laughs> anyway, it's always nice to have something that's at least a little over, you know, forty minutes. Like when I saw last week's episode, it was what forty nine or something, fifty something. All right, see, season oh, one. Three. Season one had a thirty three minute episode, which take out six minutes, you're left with a 27, 28 minute episode. Mm-hmm. Not cool. <laughs> and then season two, the shortest was 34 minutes. So same deal. Okay. So like 26, 27 minutes, probably the shortest one. I say it's strange though. The, the whole short. like the 38 minutes on both uh, one and three, it's kind of like, Oh no, I hope that's not a staple. Like we got to aim for the 38 minute marker or the longer episode or do like a one and one. Like 138, 149, 138, 140, whatever it is, you know? Uh, I'm or, always, just, or, or just tell the story. Yeah. Exactly. I'm always yeah. of the mind yeah. of like, just tell me the story. Like make it you know, a, a good, well-rounded story and tell it in the time it needs. And if that's 32 minutes, so be it, I guess. Just, yeah. you know, I'm a glutton yeah. and I, I want more Star Wars. <laughs> I think one in three, both being a 38 was coincidental and let's hope it was. Maybe it's Robert Rodriguez's lucky number. Although he probably didn't intend because he isn't he doesn't do the intro title, he doesn't do the recaps, he doesn't edit the the titles at or the credits at the end. So maybe 32 minutes is his lucky number. Who knows? Mm. So anyway, now you know. Just when you see the runtime, take out at least five minutes, because that's <laughs> that's what you're getting. So but I also I th- this episode answered a nitpick that I had from last week, which didn't impact the story at all. But I was like, okay, so Moss Espa and Phantom Menace and Moss Vespa in this show are two completely different places with the canyon walls and all this stuff. What happened? And so uh, this the 88 droid, 88, uh, he's sort of given us that lore dump of what happened in the city during the power vacuum. Yeah. And you see the uh, the section of the city up on top of the canyon wall. That's where the action of Phantom Menace, that's where Anakin li- lived. It's all up in the outskirts, up on the, uh, I guess. Yeah, yeah I, I heard people com- like complaining and bitching about that. And I was like, seriously? Like, I think it's fine to question like it. Hike, man. It's it's fine to question it. If you, But if you're going to go it's into... It's such a large space, so it's all about perspective. It's not like the angles were anywhere near the same and this and that. Anyway, whatever. Yeah, was, anyway, we just like, it was it, the appearance of... Had the, it had the appearance of two different places despite having the same name. And I was just like, hey, what's up with that? It's not... And you're right. Like, you did see some people get up all up in arms and bitching and moaning about how Lucasfilm doesn't know what they're doing and Disney's wrecking Star Wars because they're not sticking to the established canon. It's like, whoa, 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 what whoa, What else is new? Whoa, whoa. Guys, <laughs> take a step back. It's not that big a deal. Anyway, I'm happy to put that to bed. Learn something. See, if you stick... if you. Just be patient. Just wait. Yeah. The answer. You don't will... pull your hair out uh, before well, uh, the know, story's done. <laughs> so busy making hot take tweets and you know looking for attention and throwing up YouTube videos for clicks. Hey, just maybe give it some time. The answer will come to you. Crazy thought. I know. What the hell am I saying? Yeah, you can't say that again. So, guys, how is your random celebrity bingo card looking? <laughs> Dude, I, love I loved it. it. I loved it. Yeah. Steven Root really and yeah, Danny effing Trejo. Come yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, it was so good. I like Danny Trejo. It was okay, but the yeah, the boss from News Radio. Are you serious? 
He's a great man. Yeah, he's awesome. He's he fits in that universe, man. Like yeah, it's, like his, his mannerisms were well, that, spot on. That, that's what I was gonna say. Like, it's my stapler. <laughs> uh, burn this place down. <laughs> no, <laughs> they they bring in so many great character actors that we all love, and it, it's it's in a way it's like nice. And on the other hand, it's like oh really? Like now we'll never see this character again. Like uh, what was his name? Lorth Lortha Peel? The watermonger. We'll just call him yeah, the watermonger. Yep. Yeah. The uh the extortionist watermonger. Like <laughs> we'll never see him again. Unless we see him in a, in a you know another episode of this show, but he's never gonna have a more substantial role than just a crook. watermonger. Yeah, and it's like, man, like Steven Root got wasted in Star Wars for this. And I'm sure he's happy to have had his spot in the galaxy, but ah, it feels a bit of a shame. But if Danny, da- getting Danny effing Trejo, that's a that's a score, and I hope that he gets all kinds of screen time and action. I hope he gets into an action scene. I don't well, care. Yeah, hope- in, if if you look if you look at what, what's his name Ma- Maliki Maliki uh, the the the, the Maliki uh, yeah Malaki. yeah there you go that that one the Rancor keeper like he kind of fits in that vibe and it's like yeah I, I, I'm I saw him and I'm like. Oh man, that's Danny Trejo, man. And then I'm like, "Hey, that's Danny Trejo, man." <laughs> like, like my first th- my first thought is like, "Why? Why you go there?" My, that's all buddies. <laughs> what a gift, though. Yeah, I something know, I never good. thought I'd see. Like, put that up there with Nick Nolte in Star Wars, or I don't know, all the, all the different amazing actors that have shown up for an episode of Mando, and now Danny effing Trejo shows up on that list. Yeah, it was sweet, man. What a gift! I, I, I like. I hope we. I hope we get more of him, like Carlos said. And like, dude, uh, I hope we get some of this, uh, like learning to ride the rancor. Oh, that's coming. I want to see the training for that. Like, what do you think? Do you think we'll get the training for that, or you think it's just gonna be like, you know, he's trained and he's just gonna come straight out into battle with it at one point? You know what I'd like to see. I'd like to see him not train at all and be amazing at it and just watch what all the people say. All the people that complained about how quickly Ray got strong without training. I want to see what they say when Boba Fett just picks up and starts riding this thing. Yeah, but Kyle, his <laughs> ancestors ra- ro- rode the ancient mythosaur. Ah, uh, yes. It's in his blood. Right. Right, Corey. Mm-hmm. And Ray's ancestor was probably the most powerful in the force, and you lose your. Didn't argument. ride mythosaurs for fun. <laughs> it, I, you did notice that quick little uh, nod, though, to the holiday special when he says, "I rode beast twi- uh, ten times this size." Yeah, that's the mythosaur, right? No, he's probably talking. It's. I think it's a. It's a little wink to the holiday special where he rides that like sea serpent thing. Hmm. And I, you know, it is now the holiday special canon. Oh my god! <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? But that was that, that was cool. Um, and yeah. obviously, that means there's a new rancor on the scene. It's a calf. It's a baby. But still, it's nice to it's nice to have that beast back. Yeah, I'm curious what they're gonna name him. And I, I, I anyway, me and my son said it, man. He's like. I have a bad feeling. He's like, I have a feeling something bad's going to happen to the Rancor. 
I was like, well, you're right, son. Usually they like to build up these relationships in order to kind of break the audience at one point. <laughs> like Star Wars is pain, man. Yeah. Look what's happening. I know you guys aren't reading The High Republic, but they build us up and get us to fall in love with some of these characters. And then they just start murdering them. <laughs> People <laughs> die. Who's not reading The High Republic? Are you still in there, Carlos? Are you still hanging in? Yeah, I have I have the I have the Audible uh, of of all the books. Fallen Star. I didn't start that one yet, but I mean, I'm still in the High Republic. Give me a damn chance, Mister. It takes me six years to read five books. <laughs> yeah, I read uh, I read like four this year. Well, or uh, or yeah. I mean, in 2021. F- thank God for the pandemic, huh? Oh <clears throat> Jesus, thank God. Oh God, what if Jesus? <laughs> Kyle, Kyle needed him. a pandemic. Kyle needed a pandemic so he could read. Oh boy, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah, but no, it's, it, it, right away. Like in in one episode, they upend everything we kind of know about a, a rancor monster. They're they're highly emotional and they're great pets apparently, and they're very loving. This one's depressed. <laughs> oh my god, we just thought they like to eat and scream. Nope. Nope. These are very complex creatures. I love that too, man. Like, it's so true. Like you just said, like Tuscans, Rancors. It's like they just totally turn these guys on their head, man. Like, like I love that too, man. Just there's in such a little literal sandbox. There's so much still to explore. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, yeah, let's. So anyway, we're happy to see the rancor back. I can't wait to see the damage it causes. Cause you, you know, Boba's gonna jump on the back of that thing and in some sort of bombastic action sequence whenever we get one. But let's let's circle back. I want to go back to the Tuscan thing because Carlos, I I agree. I know Corey said it last week that you know it wouldn't be surprising if the Tuscans were were wiped out. Yeah, that would be a Star Wars thing. But I, you know, I thought it was an odd choice. Like, I find it a really strange, bizarre choice to take out the entire tribe only because, like, Boba was on his way to deal with the uh, the biker gang. Like, he didn't need extra reason to go take those guys out. He had it. He was going to do it. And then he happens by his camp and they're gone. So now he's just, he was going to take them out anyway, but now he's just extra mad about it. So what was the reason? I want, like, what's the reason for taking out the tribe. I, I found that found that a very strange choice. How do you mean taking out the tribe and what the bikers took them out? Cause they want to, no, I know that. The no. tax. Yes, I know. I know. Well, did they take, was it retribution for what Boba Fett did to, did to them at Tashi station? Here's, here's my theory. And this is where it all comes full circle to what I was mentioning last week. You know, the pikes seem like quite the shady characters, Who's to say that they didn't tell the bikers? Like, yeah, maybe. You guys want to make some money, get these guys off the land, yada yada yada. We'll pay you guys the tax. And it could be much cheap. Yeah, there's a lot of tangled webs, I think, in this in the plot of this show overall. And that's it. When they dovetail together at the end, you'll see like we're obviously we're building war on two fronts here, right? Like he's got the war in the past where he's basically for sure gonna take vengeance on the bikers. We also know that the show to some degree is about vengeance he's looking for vengeance we still don't know against who you know like is, well, it, is like, it though is, is the show about vengeance he's keeps saying he's he's looking for revenge no 
not, I don't know. I think he keeps saying he's going to do things with respect. And I keep, I keep seeing a guy who... Ha- Boba Fett's not fired a shot in this show so far, except for in a flashback. I heard... I or, heard or sorry, except when he was in that fight against uh, the Nightwind guys. Who would have thought three episodes in, like Boba Fett would, have, would not really have fired a shot? Hardly at all. But anyway, I think a good way to po- possibly bring all this together is that the Pikes were the ones who told the bikers to do what they had to do. Boba goes after the bikers, gets the info on the Pikes, you know what I mean? Disappears. Now he's where he is right now, and the Pikes are inbound. So the story comes together in that sense where he's going to have his ultimate revenge in a way, or face them and take retribution for what they did to, did to the tribe if he I, I, hadn't already in the past i do kind of like where you're going I, I think where it goes ultimately following your train of thought is yes the pikes did put the biker gang up to it, it and these two plot lines do dovetail together in the end and boba fett has to decide vengeance back to the old boba fett bloodthirsty brutal let's take these guys out for what they've done or justice in a different in a, you know not not necessarily frontier justice way and so i think there's going to be that push and pull of the character which we need it's taken a long time to get to that point but maybe you're right maybe that's exactly where where part of the show is going but i yeah i i i, do, I, I am with carlos that it was I, i'm not i wasn't super down with i like the tuscans i like that tribe yeah it's a little early to have done it uh, and like, you know, I heard people saying like, oh, it's it's unfortunate to like kill them at, at the expense of the lead character. But it does kind of lend to Boba's emotional state too, right? Like he can't, he just can't seem to gain any traction, right? Like everything's just being swept. He's being swept. The swept, the rug has been swept out from him every time, like every time he lands, right? So well, I mean, and, and just... the, yeah, the, the show is, is, it's too bad that things happen to these guys because of the lead character. Well, it, the show is called the book of Boba Fett. Everything that happens is in service of the lead character. Sorry. Uh, you know, that doesn't, doesn't mean I agree with every choice, but that's what it is. Or how about the muties, the orphan muties, man? That That's dangerous waters, man. Like Boba hiring himself uh, a, a band of superhero outlaws. With the neutrinos? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, they're, 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 they're a weird bunch. They stick out like sore thumbs, like. I feel like they're so, so not Tatooine that there's something up with them too. It did feel very different for Star Wars, to be honest. Again, it's like, it's dangerous territories, man, to be to to be writing characters in of this, you know, like what they're doing to them, the uh, physical enhancements. I mean, you're opening many doors and windows there for uh, well, they, possible they, really bad stories. <laughs> they They feel like... They got lost. In, they were in Doctor Who, and they got lost and wound up in Star Wars. Like that's what that bike that those those biker people feel like to me. I don't know. Maybe yeah, I'm, it's maybe. definitely it's definitely new to Star Wars. We'll say it like that. And I mean, I'm still trying to understand a lot of their powers. Like that guy who had like the kicking leg. I'm like, what is that thing supposed to do? <laughs> I think it, it. I think that's what it does. <laughs> is, it, is it specifically designed to kick engines out? You know, while riding on a bike. Yeah, it's got that piston leg. Who knows if that's its only purpose, but it did it really well here. Uh, maybe it's a 
Maybe you can jump with it like Go Go Gadget. But it's definitely it's dangerous. Things like that, like the, the possibilities can te- technically be endless. You you can have like a band of Guardians of the Galaxy far far away. You know. Well, the option to not watch is always there for you. No, I'm just saying it's dangerous <laughs> territory to to. They're treading dangerous territory by by writing in uh, characters like that. But I I was cool with it too. You know what I mean? Look in a world where in in a place where the world between worlds exists, I'll deal with these punks. As long as long as I don't know, as long as there's people at the helm who understand things of that nature, I'm not too worried. Especially with the world between worlds, I think that was. I think it's. I still to this day think it's one of the absolute most coolest things in Star Wars ever. And I really don't think that they're going to play with it in the sense of, you know, bringing back a Raylo situation or anything like that. No, please, please don't go there. Just let's not. Yep. Let's not. It's not going to. I'm going to edit it's, that out. It's, it's an important part of <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Tell me if I'm off base here. I want to go back to the, the Tuscan thing and, and Boba Fett and his, his what's going on in his brain. Like... Tamara Morrison did a, a, an amazing job in the in that scene where he was, I don't know, inner monologue eulogizing his his friends. And I, I'm thinking back to, you know, he's thinking in it when he's having his little back to dream, you know, and he's he has that flat constant flashback to Django leaving him on Geonosis, and it's 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 starting to feel like Boba Fett has these abandonment issues. Yeah. Like he doesn't have people. Daddy issues. Not necessarily daddy issues. Just it, it's going. It feels like it might be going back to that other Star Wars trope of of family. He doesn't have one, and he seems like he just always, from a kid, from the time he was a kid, wants one. Yeah, a, a real. And one. you see that that's that's really evident in the cl- uh, Clone Wars as well. The way he is with Aura Singh and all that. But that was you know that, that they were a, a group of misfits. Like they weren't really. Yeah, but she took after him like a mother a bit in a way, you know, and when she abandoned him, it broke his heart. Remember? Well, and that, well, that's just it. Like it's, you can't trust these issues. people. Yeah. So, so this guy is constantly being abandoned. And I wonder if this rebirth that he's had coming out of the Sarlacc, like, is he now just looking for a family of his own? Yeah, man, he's looking to, to make people, you know, you know what I honestly feel now? Like after having seen uh, more of Tatooine, like, I feel like this guy can physically and like mentally change Tatooine, like the the people and its environment. I almost feel like this guy has the power to bring like order, justice, balance, and like make Tatooine vibrant and possibly even lush again, you know, to almost even bring back the oceans in a way. Like that's what I'm feeling about where he's headed and his is his mindset right now. I don't think the scope of the show is there yet. No. No, I agree with you, but maybe bring the water back is is a bit of a, a, a far fetched image. But by the time you know things are resolved in this show, I could see a pan out of uh, Moss Espa and possibly all mosses on Tatooine, the Isleys, the Espas, and the the, the Pelagos. <laughs> yeah, the, the other one. <laughs> I don't know. I could just see them being surrounded and looking more like oasises in a way, like just a lot more greenery possibly on Tatooine due to Boba Fett's efforts somehow. It's a much more vibrant Tatooine and, and uh, 
much more welcoming because you st- you're starting to see that in the streets where he's becoming more hip to the jive, right? Like, they're like, <laughs> okay, like, grab working. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, why aren't you working? And they're like, there's no jobs. Basically, like he's starting to be like, what do you mean? There's no jobs. Like, what do you mean? Water is like thirteen hundred credits. Like, what do you mean this? Like, he's so uninformed still. You know what I mean? But he's like, he's also caring. Like he cares exactly. that people that's are why. getting ripped off. And he cares exactly. that people aren't important. working. Like, okay, fine. You, you don't have a job? Come work for me. It's a, like, it's a very, new, very uh... different Boba Fett. And I, you know, I think there's, there's room in Star Wars for what you're talking about and bringing life back to Tatooine. But I think he would need a guy who lived on Tatooine to do it. And that would, I think that would be a joint story with Luke. I think that I think you need that character to bring Tatooine back around, and I think you you would be cool. I think you would also need, um, you know, to if you're talking about bringing justice back to Tatooine as a whole, what better way to you know to have Luke come back and and end slavery on Tatooine and and bookend Anakin's promise, and work with Boba to to really make Tatooine a decent place again. That's it. I really feel like almost like I really feel like that's where Bob was going with his character. Like he's like like even the 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 orphan muties, man. They were like, "You're a crime boss," but technically, like you said, he hasn't really done anything bad yet, and he's only been helping people thus far. So it's like, you know what I mean? Well, and, yeah, but and people, no, nobody likes you. Nobody respects <laughs> you. Nobody nobody respects you. Oh wow, you're you're cruising. You're looking for trouble. Did you guys notice, like when he when he first comes down the steps, and you see the beard and the kind of the hair is kind of like going back there? Did did you did you guys think that that was like John Favreau? <laughs> no, <laughs> my my, fir- my first my first thought was, don't tell me that's Favreau. That better not be Favreau. <laughs> I was like, holy cow! I don't know. Oh, do you see um, what's the woman from with the pit droids from the guns? Yeah, I noticed her on my second watch through. You um, did, eh? Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, me too. It took my second watch, though. Peli, Peli Motto. Yeah. There she was walking through. Yeah, no, that was, that's, yeah, that's a neat little. Ooh, which one? The uh, the Grogu's babysitter and the lady of Docking Bay. What number is she? 97 or. Well, 94 is A New Hope. Yeah. I can't remember. But anyway, the. Uh, Amy Sedaris. Oh, okay. She, oh, I didn't see her. She, yeah, she's in a, she's, you know, where, where you see the stormtrooper helmets? in the background. You see the stormtrooper helmets on those pikes? Yes. Behind those. She's walking behind those with the pit droids. And that's the same helmets we saw in Mando too, as well. Presumably, yeah. Yeah, but that was on a different planet. That wasn't on Tatooine. No, no, it is Tatooine. He, he, he landed on Tatooine, remember? And the gunslinger? Is in in the gunslinger, you see those helm. Yeah. Oh. oh, okay. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm wrong. I can admit when I'm wrong. <laughs> Bigger man than you. <laughs> hey, who among us has ever taken a bacted bath, feeling all good, healing up, just to be woken up by a like a seven and a half foot tall Wookie there to that kill happens you? To be like every second day. Jesus, a murder Wookie. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Nathan, <laughs> murder Wookie, man! Oh man! Like that was, dude. I thought, I thought, I thought he broke Boba, man. Like at a point, you hear all this cracking, like, 
Well, he, I thought, and then Boba, he, he goes, see him go limp. Yeah, he goes limp. I'm like, I'm like did you just break his back? That's it. I'm like, okay, that's going to take a back to bath. But next thing you know, he's like, got his robe on coming out. Like, I feel great. I just took another quick one. <laughs> like, like, first star of the game goes to tomorrow Morrison for having the, having, like, being down to have this action scene basically where he's wearing a wet diaper. <laughs> like, that's it. That's what am I, what's my costume for the scene? Oh, a wet diaper. Cool. So I he gets first star, but it, that was a that was a wild scene with with uh, with Kersantin against everybody. Oh, yeah, <laughs> so last week, my when he showed up, my son asked me, he "Goes oh, is he hard to defeat? Like like as if he's a video game character? <laughs> is he a boss character?" And I was like, "Well, yeah, he's he's pretty tough." And then this week he was like, he he takes on what like seven or eight different people. And he's like, yeah, he, my son was like, yeah, he is pretty tough to defeat. But I think, yeah, Boba Fett's going to defeat him soon. Well, I don't think so. I think now he's got an ally. What do, you, do you guys think that uh, Chrysanthemum might come back around at some point to help? Or is he? Yeah, he owes him one, at least. Like, such a cool character as well. Like, uh, and they, they know each other. Again. They know each other prior to this series. Yes. They were both hired by Darth Vader to get to the bottom of things post A New Hope. There you go. So there, there already is knowledge of the two. So I, I, you know, we, we cut to the end, and um, you know, Fennec Shand is saying like, they're declaring war. They're going to war, and we'll be ready. And I, I was like, wait, who's going to be ready? There's like five of you. There's you, Fennec, the neutrinos, and your two pigmen. That's all you've got. The squealing was funny in this episode. Yeah, it's his army's growing slowly but surely. That, is that he, it? But I like, you see, Boba shares, he shares his back the tank. Like, I'm sorry, if I had a tank, a float tank, a sauna, a jacuzzi, I'm not, I'm not sharing that with anybody. Really? Especially well, not a green pig, man. Well, it's not enlightened like Boba. Chrysanthemum got a bite of that delicious pig flesh. I want to know. I, I've always wondered, like, you know, is, do I want. Akbar or Gamorian for dinner? I think we went with Akbar, didn't we? Oh no, you went with pulled pork, pulled pulled Gamorian. Oh no, pulled no, pork. pulled pork. <laughs> There's a lot of delicious uh, sentient beings in Star Wars. There are, yes. But yeah, the more no, sentient, the better they taste. And right away, Boba's like, put him, get him, get him to my back to bath. Like, very benevolent of you to take care of, you know, a disposable pig guy. This is totally a different character. You know what? I, I, my least favorite part of this episode it was, you know, they go visit Mokshay's because now they, they there's the reveal that from the huts when they drop off the Rancor that, yeah, it's Mokshay's. He's working with uh, with the Pikes. They did. It's all their fault and blah, blah, blah. And they go back to, to City Hall and uh, that Twi'lek... The Major Domo, I, I don't even, I won't even say his name. Major Domo. Major Lamo. Yeah, <laughs> big time. Please, Ugh. Kyle, please, please. He ducks out the door, he hops into his little speeder and takes off. And like, did that speeder chase just come up limp to you guys? Like, yeah. A little. You know why? 
It was the speed, man. Yeah, like it was slow, and it like it didn't have any intensity to it. Yeah, like even even the bikes, man, they had difficulty making it look like it was going fast. Like it's called well, a speeder. <laughs> speed. Yeah. Yeah, they should have been ripping, but uh, they weren't. It's a kitchen appliance, guys. What do we got done this thing? A Cuisinart? Well, yeah. There's <laughs> a space ball joke for you. I got it. Cuisinart. KitchenAid. Yeah. Yeah, that speeder chase was not great. And I really hope that when the Major Domo crashed, I why couldn't it have been Bantha Poodoo to, to spill on him? Yeah, he totally got the Biff Tanner treat, uh, treatment. Eh? Who's Biff Tanner? Tannen. Sorry. <laughs> Danny Tanner's brother. Oh, sad. don't, don't. Of that, oh, come on, man. Come on, man. Maybe he was in the back of my mind. What do you want me to say? Oh, anyway, but did you man, see what landed on him, Kyle? What a Jesus. bummer that was. First Betty White, now Bob Saget. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, did you see what landed on him? Hey, Ma- way to have a heart, you psycho. We're talking <laughs> hey. about Bob Saget right now. Corey wants Where to talk Melu runs. Let's let's back off, hey, Carlos. There you go. He got it. He got it. <laughs> Did you see it, Carlos? See what? Sorry. The basically like when he got the Biff Tannen treatment, what fell in him instead of manure was Melurons. Uh, I didn't notice that. Well, I noticed something fell in him. I just didn't know what it was. Right away, my son and I both looked at each other, man. Like, oh, and he even knew. Like, I'm so proud of him. They, they look. They look like passion fruits or uh, dragon. Yeah, fruit. dragon fruit. Exactly. Yeah. Not those. Are, that's not good. I don't like that stuff. You know, with, what dragon fruit with a name like that, it should be outstanding, and it's at best mediocre. Yeah, I have to agree with you there. With a name like that, it should be a lot more than what it is. <laughs> it's kind of fat. It's like uh, it's uh... a. <laughs> Sorry. Hello. Oh, okay. I thought we. I thought you were deep in thought there for a sec. Yeah, that's no, no, no. I said it's. I said it was good. It was. It's. It's just the. It's like a less tart kiwi. I guess. Fair. Just eat a kiwi. <laughs> I keep. I can't do kiwis anymore because every time I see it, I think of the uh, manscaping commercial, where this person Ugh. is shaving the kiwi. I'm like, come on, man! You ruined kiwis for me now. Unbelievable. No consideration whatsoever. Anyway, um, so the mayor is working with the Pikes, and they're trying to take over Tatooine, but the Huts are in the picture, but they excuse themselves after sending Kersant and after Boba, and is, is it just me, or is, is the picture here really quite muddy, where the only conclusion that you can draw is that there's definitely... 100% another group above all these people who are actually pulling the strings and it's got to be Crimson Dawn. We are, I agree. Is that Carlos, are you confused a little bit over who's doing what and that it's just all a smokescreen for Crimson Dawn? I don't know. Is it a smokescreen or is it just because he's ignorant to it? Like it's... I... I, like, I don't know. Is everybody I, ignorant? I, I just, like, or is everybody just going like... Who, what's going on? Like, is is Crimson Run give Crimson Dawn giving everybody like the the end around here, and they sh- where they shouldn't be? See, the thing is, is that when 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 we first see them, they're they're doing their stuff. 
in the in the eye of the empire. I mean, Maul's there. So, like, are they are they really? They seem quite uh, well funded and 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 pretty much. Um, they don't seem clandestine to me, right? And and this is with the empire's eyes on them. Now this is post empire. Why would they be hiding? I don't. I, I don't. I don't know why it would be so clandestine. Like if they have their eyes on Tatooine, why not just you know, go take why it? Did, why, why wait until why they're afraid of Fatso Fortuna? Like I don't know, man. Like it's just, it's kind of weird. It's to and me, it's, it's also just, the other thing is too is like the the huts kind of saying that like it's a worthless worthless rock. Like why do you really want it? So so my my so it brings me to the thing. Is that it's it's they don't want Tatooine, they want Boba Fett. Maybe and uh, the, the War of the Bounty Hunters extra long crossover in the comics, that like the seat's already warm for all these characters because they all know each other. Kira knows Boba Fett. They were all in the same place, talking about the same people. Han Solo is that is a connective tissue between them. You know what's strange about that too, if you really think about it. Like Bad Batch, you know, Mega's kind of in trouble because, you know, she's an Omega. She's a direct clone of Boba. But, or uh, sorry, of Django. But, you know, Boba is too. Like, why is that still, like, why is his blood still not as valuable now? Nobody has need of an army at this point? I guess. So yeah, I, I can't get my head around the idea of Crimson Dawn revealing themselves in either like the the, the last or the second to last episode, and you know, a, a late reveal of Kira showing up. And yes, Corey, I do think it's possible uh, for Amelia Clark to have shot something quick, and nobody knows about it. Look what they did with Luke. It's it's possible for them to sit on something for months, if not longer, and nobody know about it. You know, they get a skeleton crew. They get five, six people in the room. They shoot something real quick. It's it's one, two lines, and it sets up season two. Because I, I definitely think this is going to season two. Like, I, I can't, like, it's been such a slow burn. And I can't see how they, like, and we're not there yet. Like, we're only now getting to the part where war is coming. And there's, what, three, four episodes left. Like, I don't know that they can fully roll that all out and wrap it up and be like, yeah, this was just a short season. Like this was just a short series. It's over. Like to me, uh, season two has got to be a lock. Am I, am I crazy on that one? No, with the, with the way they, with the way they, they, they took their time to, to build the Tuscan story. And like we're three episodes in and we have no idea where this thing is going. Yeah. hundred percent. Like it would, it would, it would take a huge, huge turn in, in episode four for for us to have a MacGuffin, like yeah, to to have a wrap in the, in our sights. Yeah, I, 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 I'm with you, man. I think that there's going to be multiple seasons. Um, how many? It, I don't. Know, hopefully but, so, man. Yeah, I mean, as long as it's good, like it shouldn't have to. It shouldn't be tedious. So and I'm not saying it is. I'm I'm enjoying yeah. it. I'm enjoying it. Like I, the first episode was slow for me, but like 
no, I'm in, I'm enjoying it, and uh, I think it's uh, I think it's it's pretty good. And despite like not liking this or that, or or talking about like yeah, I made the joke about the uh, about the speeders and the, and the zippers on the, on the, on the chick's jacket, like you know, those things are like okay, whatever. But yeah, that's easy to just dust off, dust it yeah, off, and move I, on. Yeah, yeah, because what I what I end up liking is is always is always better than what I don't like. So yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty cool with it. Like, and like the whole, like the black chrysanthemum thing, like, yeah, he's definitely going to have Boba's back. There, there's no way, like we, we know Wookiees, man. Life debt. Life debt. And, and not only that, like he's also a bounty hunter and there's a code there. Like, mm-hmm. well, I think amongst Wookiees, they're supposed to be as well. Like that's why Chewbacca sticks with Han, right? Yes. I mentioned that. That was like the first thing I said. But whatever. It's all good, man. <laughs> so, uh... Well, and no, I'm glad you mentioned that because like when Boba says, and we'll be ready, and I'm like, what? All all eight of you? Including your, your neutrinos? Like, obviously, I, I he's got to be getting reinforcements. And I, oh. you know, I don't think it's crazy that Black Chrysanthemum will come and get his back. And, and stick up for Boba Fett and whoever they pick a fight with. But I'm also wondering if... Din Djarin shows up? Yeah. And all of those players. Does does Bo-Katan show up? Does Koska Reeves come with her? And are, are we going to have an influx of Mandos here? That Ooh. There's got to be reinforcements. You can't fight a war against the Pikes with six people who are not and really maybe, good at anything. And maybe that's when Filoni brings in Ahsoka. <laughs> Maybe, or Cad Bane, or maybe Luke comes back. Maybe he hears there's a there's something going on in his on his home planet, and he wants to help settle it. I don't even know why that's not even his home planet. No, he was born on Polis Massa. That's his home planet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like if we're gonna if we're gonna dive deep into it, you know? well, well, home is where the heart is, Carlos. That's correct. That's correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He ain't native Tatooine, Kyle. Why would you do that? Because <laughs> it's late and I want to go to bed. <laughs> Who's stopping okay. you? Beat it. Uh, <laughs> it's going to happen anytime, any, any minute anyway. Beat it, squirrel. <laughs> I didn't bring my <laughs> laptop bug, so. No, I don't know. I, I don't. I, I feel like this, it's soon going to turn into a clown car in a good way where there's going to be lots of people in the pool. And it's going to be crazy because, like, how far does... I mean, the show's been solid so far. And I think it's it's been good in a way that we weren't expecting. Yes. So, you know, when, uh, when, when Rodriguez made that big brag of, like, this show way, way over delivers. Are we, like, are we at that point? Or is it just hitting us in a different way? Or does, does, there, does there still need to be some of that... Uh, where's the stuff we came for, Robert Rodriguez? Well, with the way he promoted it, I feel like there should be a little more umami. You know what I mean? A little more like, what? He would, umami? God, I thought you said mommy. I'm like, what is what? Yeah, I heard, I heard mommy too. Oh. Umami. There's a little more oomph. But I think we're getting there, man. Like, and again, like the, these stories are so s- simplistic in a way, and that's okay. Like, get it back to basics, man. Like, that's what Star Wars does. They're they're just telling good 
classic old stories and they're taking their time for the most part like this doesn't feel too rushed which i'm happy about and uh yeah man they're, they're, in my opinion i mean he is they are knocking it out of the park it's different than the mandalorian we can't expect all shows to live up to that that marker either right like if that was your show that just blew your mind like this is a different show it's gonna do its own thing it's different it's got a new director you know like let's take it for what it is and not hold it up to a a, a light it shouldn't be but for the most part i mean I, I like the way it's going it's probably a little slower than i had expected to this point which is fine like i really truly feel that they're will be fully contently satisfied by the end of the season and that he will not have uh, lied or over-exaggerated that much. Yeah, because that means, like, the rubber has to hit the road real soon. Like, there's, like, we're all, we're just about halfway through the first season. Like, th- like things have got to start moving. And it sounds like the way that this, this episode ends, like, we're just about at the tipping point where things are going to start getting wild. Let us pray. Let's hope we're there. Any last words, guys, before we wrap up? Uh, no, I, pro- I, you know what? I had, uh, I had a couple of things that I wanted to, wanted to discuss. And uh, I, I completely forgot them. Like, as I was watching the show, I'm like, oh, I want to talk about that. And I remember saying that, but I don't remember what I said that about. So I, I might be having a stroke. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to next week's episode. Yeah, write these things down. You know, like, like to bring it, the callback, bringing it back to the beginning of the show, writing things yeah, down, having a focus. I, I used to just tap my side, tap the side of my head, like, like, what's his name? The, the Muppet dog. What was his name? Ralph? <laughs> Ralph <laughs> Piano dog. Player. He is the piano player, exactly. But in one of, one of the Muppet movies, he's like, uh, He's standing behind the counter, and the girl's like telling him, like he works at a at a doggy uh, uh, toiletage. What do you call that? Training? Uh, no. Tra- training. Groomer. Uh, groomer. Yeah, dog groomer. Oh, yeah. He's like he's at the counter at the dog groomer, and the girl's like, he needs this, he needs this, he needs this, and she's like, why aren't you writing this down? And he hits the side of his head, but you actually hear it, and it goes like this: photographic memory. <laughs> <laughs> Ralph the dog. I love him, man. It's so funny. He's <laughs> awesome. All right, then. Let's let's wrap it up. We'll we'll see if we can come back to any of these uh, questions next week. Um, yeah, this was fun. This is one of those episodes where we talked a whole lot, and it felt like, you know, one of those episodes where we just took our time, had a good old chat, got deep into whatever it was we were discussing, and had a great old time. Um, but if you want to catch up with any of us we are all in the tumbling saber facebook group which you are invited to come and join and make yourself at home in uh our twitter handles if you prefer that they are in the show notes and if you want to be a bigger part of the podcast your questions theories scattered thoughts those can be sent to us by email tumbling at gmail.com and we will definitely bring them into an upcoming episode uh, otherwise yeah if you want to help us grow the podcast you know what to do you gotta you gotta retweet these links um Share the word with your friends, people who you think might like Star Wars, might like what we do. Share. Let them know. Let them know we exist. And we really, really appreciate that. Uh, Other than that, Corey and Carlos, guys, thank you again for another good time, another great episode. Always your pleasure. It is. It is. (laughs) 
Uh, we'll do this again next week. Uh, so everybody, thank you for spending the last couple hours with us. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, and continue staying safe, everybody. We'll talk to you again soon. May the force be with you. Peace. Sitting here for hours, looking at that child. Pages getting wider like a mirror to myself. Struggle for the answers, questions frighten me. Circles getting wider, it's harder just to see. Lightning fly.